Welcome to Lambs to Lions. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. Okay, a little play on words this morning. The battle is won. O-N-E, won. I don't know if you, if you wrote, if you read my little description that I wrote uh, yesterday, but there's always a, a, a fight to be fought, right? And a battle to be won, O-N-E. It seems like, you know, we, we, we get into the ring or we just got out of the ring and we got into, the cor- into our corner to rest for just a moment. And then we go and we speak to Christ, you know, hopefully we all have. We kneel down for a little bit because we're just exhausted, we're beaten, and it's like right away all of a sudden you're like, you just got down on your knees and ding, 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 you're back in the ring again, right? Are you with me? Yeah? Well, I've been feeling like that a lot. And it's round after round after round, right? It's not just like, okay, there's going to be three rounds of three-minute fights. No, we're going to keep going, right? Um, The only time is, the only thing that's different this time is that I believe that our strategy is changing. Okay, our technique has changed because of Christ. You know, we went to our corner, we talked to Christ, and now we're facing the real enemy, and he's about to hit the mat. I think a lot of us have gone back into that ring, and we're fighting people, that the very one that we should be fighting for at times. And a lot of times we're fighting ourselves, <laughs> are we not? We're like beating up ourselves in that ring. We're not beating up the enemy. But not today, Satan, right? So we've been, we've been fighting things, you know, like, in boxing, you know, you might be fighting your sponsors. Some of you might literally be fighting your sponsors. Hey, Harry. Uh, some of us might be fighting, fighting our spouses. We might be fighting our trainer. We might be fighting our coach. We might be fighting our family. And that's not our intention, but that's where we end up. Because if we don't, if we don't aim at the right tar- target, other people get hurt. We just start swinging, other people step in. And I don't know if you've ever, like, accidentally walked into anyone or one of your kids and you're so focused on one thing you're not watching where you're going, <laughs> tripping over your kids. I do it constantly, and then my first reaction is to want to blame them. <laughs> How come you're in my way? You don't you see where I'm going? Because <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Isn't that right, Logan? I've tripped over you a couple of times, but... Right? But the real battle that we need to uncover today is the battle for unity. Okay? Unity For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil, okay? So the, the enemy wants to deceive, he wants to divide, and he wants to destroy, okay? But Jesus is in the business of helping us discover, develop, and deploy. Those aren't in your notes, but maybe you have those memorized by now. Some of us have been trying to fight in the dark, but Jesus is the light, and the battle is won in the sun, S-O-N. Come on. The battle is won. You like that, don't you? In the sun. So we're going to read John 17, and we're going to learn what it means to be one. And I think it's actually almost perfect. Could be perfect that we each get to read a verse today. So the first one I want to, I want to address is verse 5. It says, And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. So this is also evidence that Jesus was with the Father from the very beginning, okay? From the very beginning. And the Hebrew word, again, for glory, I don't know if any of you men remember this, we studied this probably about a year ago, is kavad, kavad. So in your notes, I think I left you a blank, glory in Hebrew is kavad, translated to importance, weight, 
uh, difference, uh, uh, heaviness, but primarily kavod means glory, respect, honor, and majesty. Kavod. Glory, respect, honor, and majesty. So how we treat others is how we treat Christ. How we treat our bride is how we treat Christ, right? How we treat the church is how we treat Christ. We respect her. We honor her. And those words have been heavy on a lot of our hearts. It's been heavy on my heart since we got here. And how we treat one another with honor and respect. My first point is that oneness requires honor and honor requires humility. Ooh, take that in for a little bit. Oneness, if the battle is won, oneness requires honor, and honor requires humility. Does someone have Proverbs 22, verse 4? If not in your notes, then just in your Bible you do. Would like to read that. Um, and I think if you have it in your notes, I'd probably... You do? Okay, just read it from your notes if you don't mind. Who's got it? The reward for humility and, and fear of the Lord is riches and honor and life. So what's the reward for humility? Riches, honor, and life. First Peter 5 or 6. Who's got first, first Peter 5 or 6? Darcy. Coach Darcy, sorry. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. And then finally, I have Romans uh, 12.10 of the ESV. Romans 12.10. It's okay if you don't have ESV, we'll still listen to you. Who's got it? Yeah? Dell. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Honor one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another. Outdo one another in showing honor. Whoa! Good word, eh? Thank you, Paul. So oneness, number, the point two I want to make is that Oh, verse 11 says, protect them by the power of your name, by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so they may be one as we are one. Guess what? Oneness comes with protection. Oneness comes with protection. You try to fight on your own, you got nothing but division, right? You fight one with the Lord, one with your godly brothers, one with your family, one. Man, we are greater together than we are apart. Is that not true? And you know how many times I'll tell new believers that you know are born again that like, hey, you know, this is awesome. You know, you're, 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 you're full of the, the Holy Spirit. You're full of fire. You've been born again and you're, you're all fired up. But you know what? Don't leave the tribe. You need to try. You need to be one with the tribe. Because the enemy is also like a lion that seeks to devour and destroy. And you know what that lion is looking for? He's looking for a wildebeest that's going to go away from the tribe and is going to be alone and just wander off. And he's like, oh, 
there's one I can devour. There's one I can deceive, right? But you got to be one. You with me? Because authority comes with alignment. Authority comes with alignment. The son was aligned with the father. We are aligned with Jesus. We are one. We are aligned with his bride, the church. Alignment or authority comes with alignment. God will never put you over what's under you until you get under what's over you. Woo! I think I put that in your notes. <laughs> God will never put you over what's under you until you get under what's over you. His authority. We have a generation that is hungry for power, prominence, and position, but God always prepares you before he positions you. Who thanked God this morning for the struggle this week? Who was that? Was that you, Vince? I think there was a couple of them. Coach Vince? Yeah, you did. You thank God for that, right? Why? Because he's preparing you for what he's positioning you for. Because you see it, right? In the spiritual, you're believing, God, you are preparing me and you are positioning me. So even though it looks like today that I've lost, I know that you already have won. Okay? And I know that all things are working together for good. And he's doing some sifting and he's doing some shifting. And you didn't like, you didn't like the reaction you got, but you still own the response. Right? Our response is our responsibility as Christians. We can't expect the world that doesn't know Jesus to respond the same way that someone that is righteous is going to respond. And that's why we believe even in that season when it doesn't look like the way we want it to look, that God is preparing us before he positions us. One of the things that we've been fighting for centuries is the Absalom spirit. I just had to put this in here because I thought it's just, this is something, none of us are exempt from this, just so you know, man. Absalom was the third child to David. You know, if, if, if you read in the Bible, he was very handsome. He had lots of hair. He was charming, just like Pastor Rudy. <laughs> I think it says that he had so much hair that, you know, every year he cut it, like a, a pound and a half of hair would come off. Everyone liked him, right? He, but he stole the hearts of Israel stolen. They weren't his to take in the first place. They belonged to his father, the King David. And in 2 Samuel 15, verse 6, he turned David's men, he turned his father's men against him. And the spirit of Absalom, I'll tell you, gentlemen, it has influence. Just so you know, it has influence. Not good influence, not godly influence, but it has influence. But so does the spirit of integrity. Come on. One will lead you to be deceived, will lead to destruction, and will lead to death. The other will lead to discovery and destiny. Okay? The spirit of Absalom is about division, and you'll find your protection when you are one in the battle, one with Christ and one with your comrades. <laughs> I put brothers in there, but I thought, oh, there's another C. I like comrades. Because I had the privilege for two years to be the uh, uh, pastor for the Royal Canadian Legion in Okotoks. This young punk. You know what? They, there was, for, for the longest time, they wouldn't let people into that position unless they had served in the military. And do you know these, and I mean, come on, these were like highly honored men that have served and fought for us. And they would call me comrade 
And I just couldn't believe it. Like, I'm like, I haven't fought. The only thing that I fight is the Lord's battle. <laughs> right? But there's something that they saw in me, and it's the same thing that others see in you, and that is Christ. That is Jesus. When we are one with Christ, and we are one with our comrades, that's when the battle is won. So I do caution you, though, men, on the side of unity, because this is what I, I just kept hearing, the small voice. So I was like, okay, I need the scripture to back it up for you men so you know this. When we say we're one with God and one with others, be careful who you're yoked with. Right, Derek? Be careful who you're yoked with. It doesn't mean you're one with everyone. That wouldn't be wisdom. 2 Corinthians 6.14 says, don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? Right? So just a caution. We reach everyone, every available person by every available means, but who you lock arms with, who you partner with, be careful. I just ca- I caution you. The Lord cautions you. As believers, we carry and wave, you know what? One flag, and that's the flag of Jesus, right? That the, there's power in his name, back to the scripture. The name that was given, the name that is Jesus. The name that the Lord gave his son, Jesus, It's what unifies us. It's what unifies, and it should unify all churches, should unify all churches that are seeking to serve him, right? It's the one flag that we would wave over every denomination, right, is Jesus. Jesus, 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 like we like to say, Jesus over everything, right? Verse 13, so that they may have full measure of my joy within them. Ooh, Mm-mm-mm. Full measure. This morning as I was preparing it, my wife's got a, uh, a drawer full of measuring cups, right? And then there's like half measures and quarter measures, and then, and then there's a full measure, like a full cup. But I thought of that she's got like the, the, the big clear one that you put the liquids in, and that's how I see it. But I think a lot of us are grabbing for like these half measures and teaspoons, and I'm like, that's not a full measure. You don't have a full measure. Because it's oneness that gives us joy, a full measure of joy. We only get that from our source, right? Not just any joy, Jesus' joy, (laughs) right? The Spirit of the Lord, the Holy Spirit. In Galatians 5, 22 to 23, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Next time you feel restricted, go to your rights. There's no law against these things. I'm sorry that you're, you're, so, you're so upset and you're so miserable, but I have the joy of the Lord as my strength, and for that, there's no law against it. <laughs> right? You guys with me? Okay, good. There's no law against these things. Honestly, I find we have been deceived to draw from other things that are temporal as opposed to eternal for our joy. There's always that tension to manage, man, where we get distracted by things that are temporal and they're not eternal. The enemy has distracted many of us from being united with the Lord and our bride, the church. Again, the church is plan A. There's no plan B. Plan A. We may feel satisfied for a moment for what the world has to offer, 
But we will only be sanctified through the oneness by the word that has already been sacrificed. Are you with me? We'll only be sanctified through oneness by the word. Who's the word? Jesus, who has already been sacrificed. Sanctification comes through sacrifice. Thank you, Larry. Our declaration. Thank you, Jared. And belief is how we receive holiness and have been freed from sin and have been purified from all unrighteousness. Our declaration. As a man thinks in his heart, so he becomes. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Romans 10, verse 9. Believe in your heart, confess, declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. It is our declaration. And the verse that I have for us to memorize, to meditate on this week is John 17, 17. Again, thank you, Larry. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Sanctify them by the truth of your word. Your word is truth. Sanctify them by the truth of your word. Your word is truth. It's the NIV if you're, if you're looking for that version. John 14, verse 6. Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You want oneness? You got to go through Jesus. John 14, verse 6, or, or sorry, John 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. From the beginning to the end, God, the Father, was one with his Son, and we are called to oneness with God and his bride. And the takeaway is this. The battle is one, O-N-E, in the Son, S-O-N. The battle is one in the Son. Father God, thank you again for this morning, and thank you again that it wasn't just information but revelation through your Holy Spirit today. Thank you, Lord, that your word would take root in our hearts. Lord, that you would breathe life into us, that we would receive the full measure of your joy, and not just so that we can contain it, but it cannot be contained, will not be contained, and it will pour out in everything that we do, even in the messiest parts of our lives in the church. Your joy is our strength, and we praise you for that. Lord, lead us, guide us from this point forward. As we go, as we serve and honor your bride, your church, in your name, amen. Okay, we got five minutes. Any other thoughts? Online? Let's go online. Let's see the guys online. To the screen online. Is that you, son, Logan? Who does the switcher to the screen online? There you go. Oh, we just got one. One oneness? <laughs> oh, we got more. Aubrey, what stood out to you? The power of the Lord. That's what stood out. And to be one with the Lord, be one with Jesus, and to be one in, in, in love to others to, and to love others as we love ourselves. Uh, that's the what I got from the whole thing was the Lord the Lord loves us. Amen. What a powerful word. Harry, did you get anything from that teaching that stood out to you? It would help you there? 
I think uh, Aubrey covered it all. <laughs> all right. <laughs> How about in-house? I was uh, listening to what you were saying about the full measure of joy. Oh, I'm so glad you shared that one. That's good. So I, I wrote this down. Jesus prayed for us. Well, I'll just say me, but us, you know. Jesus prayed for me to have a full measure of joy. So what's keeping me from having a full measure of joy? Need to address that and say, that's not from God. Or that's not, Jesus prayed for me to have a full measure of joy. So why am I accepting, uh, how are you doing today? Nah, not too good. Fine. Yeah, all those things, yeah. Right. I want to go to Pastor Morrison. Honoring him that, you know, he's gone before all of us so we wouldn't be here <laughs> if it wasn't for him. Well, praise the Lord. Thank you, Pastor Matt. You know, I, I love this portion of scripture. I just noticed that um, I've been breaking in a new Bible for a while here and I didn't have anything underlined in there. It was like all my other Bibles, it's like everything's underlined, you know. But um, I, I love this portion of scripture because Jesus has given us a real example of prayer here, right? He's not just putting out a shopping list, he's having this conversation with the Father. And so we look at it and we see a prayer. You know, he prays first for himself and he prays for his disciples and he prays for all believers. But when you actually look at what he asked the Father for those individuals, it's actually only just a few portions of the whole thing. You know, for himself, he says, and now, Father, glorify me together with yourself with the glory which I have before the world was. So he's saying, Father, I finished the job that you've got. Return me to where I was before you sent me here. That's his prayer. And so up to that point, he's just having a conversation with his father. But this is his prayer. This is my request. Then he goes through his disciples talking about what he did for them and how he trained them and how he got them rolling and what he's done with them. And then he says, I do not pray for you that you should take them out of the world. <laughs> it's like everybody wants to leave this world, you know, but Jesus is saying, no, I want them there. I want them there. So, um, but that you should keep them from the evil one. So his prayer then is keep them here. Just keep them away from the evil one. This is his prayer again, big, long conversation, one simple little request. And then he says, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. And so all this conversation for two little requests, keep them in the world, keep them safe, and sanctify them. And then for all believers, again, back to the conversation. He just says um, that they may be one as you are, Father in me and I in you, that they should be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And then jump down to verse 23, he says, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me. So his prayer for his disciples, keep them in the world, keep them safe, sanctify them. His prayer for all the believers is that they would just be one. This is my one simple request that they would be one because if they're one, the world will know that you sent me. One more thought or a point that... Yeah, I feel like Pastor Morris really kind of already summed up what I was thinking. But yeah, just, man, like that is, that is a conversation between Jesus, God's one and only son, between him and his father, like how humbling it is to read that. And to like, I mean, what would Jesus pray for? And it's just like so humbling to hear 
yeah, as Pastor Morris said, like his requests, just like, you know, like father, like I've come here, like I've done, I've done my job that you've assigned me, like, and I know that you love me and I love these people. Like, I just want them to be with me. And yeah, just like, wow, like just kind of blown away by just the measure, I mean, the measure of joy that God wants us to have, but also just the measure of love that he would have for us through his son. I mean, I'm not a father yet. I mean, Lord willing, someday, but like just to imagine the amount of love that God would have for his only son and the fact that his only request, his son, would be that he would love us that much just because he loves us, that he loved us first is just like, so powerful um yeah i mean he's yeah his whole request is just that he would or at least to me i i'm feeling just like his whole request or his whole prayer could be summed up in just the last three verses but just god like yeah i i came and did the job you asked me to do i know you love me and i love these people i just would ask that you would love them and favor them as much as you favored me Yeah, clap that. Thank you for tuning in today, and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.